Hey, hey, everybody. So my guest today is Dan Rush. He is the product marketing manager at Whatnot, a chatbot to help businesses generate qualified leads and scale their support. As always, we would like to hear more of the founding story and the strategies that accelerated their growth success. Danash, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely, Mike. All right, here we go. So the first question, can you tell us more about who you are and the SaaS you are working on? How would you describe it? Sure. So um, I'm Danash. I've been working with Whatnot in the sales and marketing teams for the last three years now. Um, we're a chatbot and live chat platform that helps businesses automate internal and external processes. So these are mainly centered around um, sales, marketing, and support. Now, we do this in the form of text and voice-based conversations, mainly across um, websites, Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, and SMS. So to put it in the simplest terms, we basically build um, smart assistants over text and voice, which take up tasks related to legion and support. So what's the exact business model of Whatnot, and how is it helping your customers? Right. So we basically, you know, uh, to give you a little bit of an idea about our founding story and, and the business model as an overall. So we're, we're a product and enterprise software development company. Uh, our founder, Mittal, he started the company in 2009. And um, from 2015 to 2017, we worked on a series of chatbot automation projects. And we noticed that this was adding a lot of value, not just in terms of time and operational costs, but um, not just in time and operational costs that it saved, but uh, the people who were actually working on those processes previously, they could now focus on more meaningful and uh, you know, less repetitive work. So after working with a couple of bots and different use cases, I think it was in late um, 2017 when Mithil had the idea to create our own chatbot platform, which worked well on automating use cases around sales and support. So we have a really strong technical team that worked on the prototypes. We validated the idea with a couple of POCs. And then in about three to four months time, we went live with the first version. Now, we started off with just a few use cases in two to three industries, and we saw immediate success. And since then, we're coming close to three years now, and we're working with SMBs and enterprises for about more than 16 industries uh, across these four main channels, WhatsApp, Facebook, SMS, and uh, websites. Now, to answer you the second part of your question in terms of the business model and the value, so the biggest value that our customers get um, you know, out of the product is better time and resource allocation. So they no longer have to worry about losing potential customers due to lack of a trained support rep or lack of reps during non-business hours. So this way, you know, they're able to provide more consistent service, maintain a certain standard without really sacrificing uh, on quality, and their reps can jump into the conversation only when they're really needed. Now, the other advantage is uh, better ROI on their marketing spend, where they have the bot doing all the heavy lifting when it comes to educating prospects on the products or services, you know, round the clock and generating sales qualified leads for their reps. So you now have SDRs who can work with better quality leads with full context. So, you know, like to give you an example, let's say, you know, I'm in the market for a user feedback tool and I land on your website to, you know, to book a demo and to basically look for more information. Now here's, here's where, you know, a chatbot would come, come in. Basically your bot could essentially give me all the information I need and at the same time, qualify me as a prospect. And then it assigns a lead score to me and then it passes it on to you. Now, before you and I get on a call or on a demo, you know everything you need to know about me as a prospect because the bot has already, has, because the bot has already done that job for you and you get to bypass all of that and jump to stage two of the discussion with all the context. So when you have a bot running 80 to 90% of the show, 
our clients are now able to you know allocate their staff to more meaningful and mission critical roles where uh, human input and creativity is really needed so yeah that in a nutshell is what not and uh, what we're about great founding story and it sounds like a really great solution for a lot of customers so that's great what's your exact role at the company describe us your day-to-day at whatnot sure okay so um I joined the company literally two, maybe three weeks before we launched the first version of Whatnot. Uh, this was, I think, about three years back. So yeah, I'm really glad to have seen our product grow from the very beginning. Um, I lead the demand gen marketing team, and I work also very closely with the sales team. So my main focus lies on uh, new customer acquisition via inbound and outbound. And we have an excellent team in both the departments. Uh, we invest we invest and we rely heavily on content marketing. I work with our teams closely on defining the overall content strategy, right from content development to distribution, along with the outbound team on their outreach strategy. Uh, we don't do we don't do that kind of we don't we don't do that stale, boring corporate brand marketing, if you know what I mean. Uh, we merge good content with a lot of good SEO, content syndication, a lot of con- conversion rate optimization, and email nurturing. Basically, all things that um, influence the sale, if you will. And uh, yeah, that, that's how we're doing it. And what is your most valuable lesson or fail up to this point as a product marketing manager? All right. So this is going to sound as the most cliche thing ever, but it's really important to get your ICP narrowed down as much as you can. Um, if that isn't crystal clear, then you're always going to struggle with getting the right customers. And the ones that you get won't be the best fit. So, you know, for example, um, instead of being, you know, here's my platform, it's a good fit for the SMB segment or for the startup segment, you really have to narrow it down to here's my platform. It's best suited for, you know, let's say real estate companies with 250 plus employees that rely on paid marketing for customer acquisition. So now what you have is a far better chance of tailoring your outreach, working with your messaging and overall marketing to fit into that segment easily. Uh, you know, we have we have had to do this for multiple times for multiple industries because we're now working with 16 industries over the last three years, and we still work on tweaking this. You know, every day now and then. And second thing I would say is um, second like really important thing that we got to learn over these years is that you always need to take into account your customers' business cycles. I mean, no two industries are the same, and some tools are used every hour, while some will be used, you know, maybe just once a week. So you really need to find out where your product fits into the user's workflow. The more you know this, the better it's going to help you decide and define your product roadmap, because that's when you really know, you know, what mix of features are important to a bulk of your customers versus what features could impact only, uh, could impact only a small portion of it. Yeah, I totally agree on your point of view regarding ICPs. It determines the whole process of the company from, let's say, product optimizations to sales, right? Yeah. So... If you get this right, you will win every aspect of your marketing. At what stage is Whatnot right now in terms of revenue? Um, so I'm not really allowed to share our ARR at this point. And um, oh yeah, since we're talking about ARR, uh, I wanted to congratulate you on hitting 100K with Upvoti. Uh, I've been following Upvoti for the last two years and you know it's been an interesting journey. So congrats on that. Whoa, that's actually great to hear. Thanks. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm not in a position to share our ARR at this point. We've been, we're keeping it pretty close to the chest. Um, but yeah, in terms of growth, we've had really good growth in the in terms of number of users, the volume of conversations that our bot handles, uh, the different kind of bots that we have built, the use cases and features that we've deployed over the last three years. 
we started off with just a chatbot platform, which was then extended to live chat. And then we integrated chatbot analytics because that really helped our customers visualize and um, track chatbot performance. Um, in 2020, uh, we added WhatsApp as a channel, which is huge because for a lot of our uh, customer base in India and in the MENA region, WhatsApp is very popular. And uh, the, con the customer acquisition cost is much lower compared to Facebook or Google ads on WhatsApp. So they end up going for WhatsApp as a channel for you know, lead generation or customer support. Um, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, we started off with just about one to two industries back in 2018. But the good thing with bots is that they're industry agnostic, so it allows you to go wide and capture a bigger market. Apart from that, um, our biggest differentiator for us has been the done-for-you service. So anyone can build a bot these days, you know, but being able to build a bot that integrates with your marketing funnel, designing a watertight conversational flow uh, in order to give the bot some personality and make it feel less mechanical, that's, that's extremely difficult. So for a subset of our customers, what we do is that we take care of the entire process end to end, and they don't really have to invest a lot of time and effort in you know, brainstorming or trying to figure out what the chatbot should do. We have our own conversation design team we, that understands their business goals, what they want to automate, and go about developing their bot. And after having worked on so many bots over these years, our team has a knack for knowing you know, what works, what doesn't, and, or, and if there are elements from, you know, let's say, chatbots in healthcare, which can also work well with chatbots in real estate, so this kind of mix and match helps us build really well, get our customers' bots launched quickly, and our customers then can then go about tweaking the bot and making changes as and when they see fit. But basically, it just helps them, you know, get that um, basically get that jump start to go live without having to spend a lot of time in terms of figuring the, figuring things out. And how big is the team that is working on the product, and what are their roles? Okay, so we we started off with a very small engineering team of five to six people, and we've now grown to about 30 plus. So the teams are divided into engineering, customer success, sales, and marketing. If you look at the distribution, we're engineering heavy. So we have about, about 25 people in engineering. They're split into DevOps, front-end, back-end, technical architects, and uh, QA. On the other side, we have, uh, we have an excellent growth hacker who, apart from sales and marketing, is also responsible for overseeing the complete UX. And then you have the sales, marketing, customer success, and conversation design folks, uh, which will continue to hire more of in 2021. Sounds like a great team. A lot of technical experience on board. And I also love that you have a growth marketer on board. We definitely have to talk about that a little bit more after the podcast. Yeah. Because I'm reading and learning about growth marketing at the moment. So I'm particularly interested in that. So given your role at Whatnot, why should a SaaS company hire a product marketing manager? And what's the most important value a product marketing manager can provide? Definitely. I mean, uh, one thing that's, that's, that's fairly obvious is that, you know, you need somebody who, is, um, who basically bridges the gap between top management, your engineering team, um, the design team, and lastly, your customers. And ultimately, a product manager or a product marketing manager, they would be directly in touch with the customers. They would be well aware of you know, how the product is impacting their, uh, their workflows, their, their business goals. And bringing that knowledge back, you know, either via customer success or either via um, you know, user interviews, back to the design team, back to the development teams, that's really crucial. Uh, and that really makes a huge difference in terms, of, you know, I, in terms of focusing on features that really matter at the end of the day. So that, that's, that's truly essential in identifying what works, what doesn't work, and uh, making sure that you, know, you, you, you ultimately 
define the roadmap in such a way that you develop features that really do matter to your customers by having more and more interactions and uh, interviews with them. So that's that. That's where I feel this would be highly essential for uh, a product manager to focus on. Love it. Great, Anrush. Thanks for sharing the story behind Whatnot. Now, let's wrap it up with a lightning round of questions to inspire others. Before we dive into today's lightning round, let's hear a quick word from a sponsor. Do you want to build your product the best way possible? Listening to user feedback is one of the best ways to do just that. Upvoti provides you with feedback boards which you can use internally or share publicly with your users. It also includes a nifty product roadmap. You are getting a 10% discount when you try out their 14-day free trial and subscribe to one of their plans. Use promo code PIRATES and you are all set. Go to upvoti.com and start a 14-day free trial. Now, let's go back to the interview. What are some of your favorite apps and tools on your computer that you can't live without in running daily operations and whatnot? Um, I'd say Slack for sure. Um, you know, it integrates a lot easily with a lot of the tools and apps that I already use, so that makes it super easy. Uh, but more than that, it's mainly because you know you can access and participate in all the communities, and you have a lot of these communities that that are popping up on Slack every month now. So it's made networking and finding peers a whole lot easier. So yeah, Slack. What's your favorite app on your phone? Oh, okay. Um, I'd say Reddit. Again, it's a massive community. There's a subreddit for everything. Uh, I've learned so much about SaaS, sales, and marketing from there. So it's pretty much a goldmine of ideas, content, and learning if you're following the right subreddits. What is your favorite book, which you can also recommend to people that are working in SaaS? Right. Um, you know, you're making this very difficult by just asking to pick one. So I have two. Um, okay, so I'll go with two. Uh, one is definitely Hooked by Nirea. So if you're working in SaaS, then this is a must read, you know, regardless of whether you're on the product team or not. It gives you a lot of insight into what works uh, why some of the best products are built in, built in a certain way. Even though this book is pretty old, I think it came out in 2013, a lot of the content is still relevant today. So if you're in marketing, you can leverage the tactics and examples shared in this book for you know building better funnels or optimizing conversions. So yeah, I highly recommend Hooked. Um, the second one, uh, I would say, is uh, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. So this is the one that I'm currently reading and I'm almost done. Uh, so Chris Voss, he's an ex-FBI negotiator and he goes into detail about how you can get better at negotiating. So if you think about it, you're pretty much negotiating every day, whether it's with prospects, vendors, customers, um, partners, colleagues, and you know whatnot. So regardless of the role you're in, whether you're in HR, whether you're a sales rep, or whether you're an engineer, you need to learn how to empathize and negotiate better. So yeah, I, I highly recommend this because it's it's super tactical and it's been an eye-opener for me. So I, I pretty much attribute my last few wins to Chris. What SaaS brand do you admire the most? All right, so I was about to I was about to say Basecamp, but I think Arvin already said that a couple episodes ago. So let's see. Um, again, there's way too many. Um, I, I really like Gong for a lot of reasons. I think they have a very unique product and uh, they've carved their niche in uh, revenue intelligence. But beyond that, I think they're brilliant at marketing. A lot of B2B marketing is really boring, but the sheer amount of creativity that these guys from Gong bring with their content or ads, it's, it's amazing. They're pretty much shaking things up. Uh, apart from their, I mean, everything from their content, ads, podcasts, it's, it's top notch. What is your favorite SaaS person to follow or read? All right, so this is um, you know Jason Fried any day. There's a wealth of knowledge that he shares on Twitter, the podcast, and his books with DHH. 
everything from building a product, building a brand to building a company. If you have to pick just one person for advice on all three, you know, Jason Fried would be the right choice. Well, great, Danrush. Thanks for your time today and sharing your story with us. To conclude this interview, where can we learn more about you and whatnot? Sure. So you can find me at Vyas Danraj. That's B-Y-A-S-D-H-A-N-R-A-G. That's on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. It's the same handle everywhere. And uh, you can find our SaaS on our website at www.whatnot.io. That's W-O-T-N-O-T.io or whatnot.io on all our socials. Thanks for listening to this awesome episode of the SaaS Pirate Show. We hope you enjoyed it. If you do, please do give us a review to help us get the podcast out to more people. If you are into SaaS, please come and join the awesome SaaS Pirates Facebook group to connect with like-minded people. Without further ado, I hope to see you again next time. Take care.